Hi everyone, welcome to the If Nothing Else podcast. I am so excited that you are here and listening to this specific episode because we are talking about the word Maranatha. And this is just so ordained by God because I was not planning on doing an episode on this word, but if you saw my Instagram post, you probably know why I'm doing this word, but I was just going to go through Genesis or Exodus and continue on with just going through the Bible, but it works out perfectly because last week I just threw in the um, marriage supper and we talked about Jesus's return um, and what that means for us and how we can be ready for his return. And this week, we're talking about Maranatha, which is also looking and pointing to his return and getting ready for his return and crying out for him to return and come back to earth. So this is just an extension of last week's episode. So I would recommend to go listen to that as well. Um, But I'm so excited for you to learn more about um, what the word Maranatha means. And I know that this has blessed me so much as I have been preparing for this episode. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, let's get started with the word Maranatha. I am really excited to talk about this just because this has been such a huge, has had such a huge impact in my life this year, specifically ever since my church started diving deep into what this word means Um, for us as believers waiting for Jesus' second coming. Um, So I am so excited to share with you um, everything that I've learned so far this year and also what I've learned while I've been diving deep into research and preparing for this episode. And it is so cool because this word has kind of been lost in the transliteration of um, the New Testament and So the exact wording and meaning of this word is unknown, but the three different variations of this word is literally the gospel. So it is so cool. So I'm excited to share it with you. But this word is found once in the Bible. It's found in 1 Corinthians 16, 22. Um, And some translations translates the word Maranatha to our Lord come, but some other translations like the King James version um, just ends it with Maranatha. So that's how that book ends. Um, So why is this word used and what is it used for? So Maranatha is an Aramaic word um, that in short means come Lord, but we'll dive deep into that in a little bit. But Aramaic is a language that's related to Hebrew. Um, This was a common language that Jesus and his disciples spoke, primarily spoke. So 1 Corinthians was written to the Corinthians who spoke Greek, not Aramaic. Um, This letter was also written in Greek, but at the end of this letter, there's this Aramaic word um, that is written. So it makes you wonder why it's used here because 1 Corinthians was written to people who speak Greek and it was also written in Greek except for Maranatha, which is Aramaic. So people believe that Maranatha became a watchword or like a secret word 
because at this time, Christians were being persecuted um, by the Romans. So this word was, they believe this word was used to identify other Christians, maybe before they came into the church building to make sure that they were Christian or to identify um, just other Christians wherever they were. But it's just interesting that this beca- this is what became this secret word or this watch word. And it makes sense that it would be Aramaic because they would know Greek. And when they were also persecuted by um, Jewish people, then they would speak Hebrew. So this word, they probably wasn't known by a lot of the people who were persecuting them, which would make sense why it's a secret, was a secret word at the time. But it was also believed that this word became a common greeting during this persecution uh, between the people who were suffering. So this replaced the Jewish greeting, Shalom. And it's interesting because Shalom means peace. And Jesus told them that there would be no peace. Matthew 10, 34 says, Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And Luke 12, 51 puts it this way. Do you think that I came here to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. So shalom means peace. And Jesus is saying there is going to be no peace because um, I brought, I came as a sword. I came with division. But with this word Maranatha, they were able to hold on to the truth that Jesus, the savior of the world, is returning. They could find great comfort because they were constantly reminded of his return, especially during this persecution. Luke 21, 28 says, but when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads because your redemption is near. So while they were going through that persecution, they were able to stand up and lift their heads because they knew that the redemption is near, that Jesus was going to return. And Revelation 22, 12 says, Look, I am coming soon and my reward is with me to repay each person according to his work. So what exactly does this word mean? Scholars debate what exactly this word means because it's gotten lost while being translated. But there are three phrases that scholars believe this word means. And what's so cool about these three phases is that they are the gospel And they're exactly what Paul wrote about in his letters concerning the first and second coming of Christ. So this first translation is, our Lord has come. So this is past tense. And Maranatha primarily is written now all in one word. But in the earlier translations, we see it split into two words. So this past tense translation is M-A-R-A-N, so Marin, and the other word is Atha. And so this is that past tense, our Lord has come. So this is an affirming fact or a declaration saying our Lord has come. He came to earth as the savior of humanity. It's a creed of the early Christian church affirming the historical fact that the Lord Jesus Christ has come to earth as the Savior. It's a declaration of what Jesus did, that he came um, and died a sacrificial death on our behalf. And I can just imagine 
if they were to use this word in that way um, in the early church when they are being persecuted, it was it would be a sense of hope that our Lord has came and he died a death on the cross that we deserved so that we can go to heaven and be with him forever. So as they're being persecuted, they are able to hold on to that fact that they get to be with Jesus. Um, no matter if they die, no matter how um, much they are persecuted, they will end up with Jesus because Jesus died a death on the cross on their behalf. Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even to death on a cross. Also, John 1, 14 through 18 explains this by saying, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son who is himself God and is the Father's and is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. So in these two verses we see that Jesus came as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, dying on the cross, that he became flesh and he dwelt among us. So these verses are just explaining that Jesus came and explained what he did when he came, why he came, and that he came for us so that he could reveal his father to us. So that's the first variation of this word. And then the next two come from the translation M-A-R-A-N-A and then T-H. So the first one is Marin and then Atha, and this one's Marina. So this one is a future tense, and the first variation that people will take from um, this wording is, come Lord Jesus. So this one is a plea and a prayer. It's a prayer that Jesus will fulfill his promise to come again and take his faithful people to their home in heaven with him. John 12, 1-3 says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me and my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am you may be also. So it's this cry knowing that Jesus already came that he went to prepare a place for us so that he will come again and so that we will be with him so it's that cry that Lord you came and died on the cross for us so that we can go and live with you in heaven forever I know that you went and prepared a place for me 
and I am crying out, Jesus, come so that I can go back there with you, so that I can go home in heaven with you. And this word longing, I know I mention this word, I think, all the time um, in these episodes, but it expresses the early Christians longing to see their Lord. Um, this desire is expressed in Revelation in verses in 22:17. Both the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life freely. So it's crying out to the Lord in prayer and saying, come, that we are thirsty. We want to come. We want desire the water of life. And it's saying that we can have it freely and that we can say, come. So it's this longing for Jesus to return as a victorious king to make all things right and all things new. So the third variation is also from the Maranatha variation. But instead of this plea and this prayer that our Lord come, it's our Lord is coming. So this is a variation of the second translation Um, And it also looks into the future, but it's a statement rather than a plea. And it's a beautiful assurance of future reality for believers. Indeed, Jesus says, Revelation 22.20, He who testifies about these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. So Jesus is saying that he is coming soon. And I love it because it says right here, come Lord Jesus, which is that Maranatha cry, come Lord Jesus. And in Acts 1, we see that the angels told the disciples that Jesus will return. Um, in 9 through 11, verses 9 through 11, it says, after he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching. And a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. So these angels are saying, um, Why are you looking into heaven? Jesus will return in the same way that you saw him going into heaven. So saying that Jesus will return. And I love Luke 12 verses 35 through 40. Because it tells us that he is returning. So we must be alert and ready at all times. It says, be ready for service and have your lamps lit. You are to be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet that when he comes and knocks, they can open the door for him at once. Blessed be those servants the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will get ready, have them recline at the table, then come and serve them. If he comes in the middle of the night or even near dawn and finds them alert, blessed are those servants. But know this, if the homeowner had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have not let 
his house be broken into. You also be ready because the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So it's saying that Jesus is coming. So we need to be alert and ready to open the door at once because it will be at an hour that we do not expect. So there's these three different meanings of Maranatha. The past tense, that our Lord has come. And the two present tense um, variations, come Lord Jesus and our Lord is coming. And we can cry out using all three of these variations. The first one, our Lord has come. It's a fact or it's affirming a declaration of Jesus and that he came to earth as the savior of humanity, that he already came to earth and died on the cross so that we can be saved and so that we can go to heaven and be with him forever. Come Lord Jesus is a plea or a prayer for Jesus to return and take his people to heaven. And I love this one because especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, there are so many times where I just want to fall to my knees and just cry out to the Lord, Lord, come. Like we want you to come. We are expecting and anticipating your return. So this one is just on my heart right now. This, this plea and this heartfelt prayer, just come Lord Jesus. And then also, our Lord is coming. It's a statement and assurance that he will return again. And that will be soon that what he promised will come. He will return. So we know that he can come at any time so that we should be ready when he does, that we should live every day longing for him to come. This should also bring urgency that we need to share the gospel with unbelievers because he could return at any moment. Also, this urgency to stay alert, to do everything in our power, to be alert and ready for his return so that we won't be caught off guard, so that when he comes, we will just fall to our knees, just so incredibly happy because we have lived a life where we have just cried out, Lord, come. We know that you have come and we know that you are coming. So we want you to come. Maranatha reminds us to keep our eyes on the eternal things rather than the earthly things. And we are crying out to him, Maranatha. We are crying out, longing to be with him in heaven forever. We are longing for these eternal things instead of saying, no, Lord, stay stay for a few more years. I at least want to do this. I at least, I want to skydive. I want to have kids. I want to get married. It's saying, Lord, I want you to come. I want to live um, in unity with you forever. When we're worried or we're discouraged, we can cry out Maranatha, believing that he came and that he is coming. That He's not just leaving us here, but he will return for us. So this means that we can look back and we can praise God that Christ came and that we can also look forward and trust God that Jesus will come again. And that is when we are able to cry out, come Lord Jesus, Maranatha. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. To stay updated, follow at If Nothing Else Podcast on Instagram. 
Feel free to DM me with any questions or if you want to connect. Don't forget to spend time in God's presence today, and I am praying for all of you. Bye, guys.